This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 241st episode of Talk Direction. Um, And yeah, this is a big episode because we have the Vogue interview from Harry and we have Niall's live stream. Um, We were talking a bit about yesterday the fact that now that we're recording only twice a month there's like tons of stuff that can happen even though not really anything much happens these days (laughs) um but it feels like a lot's happened i mean i think this is more than usual um Mm -hmm. so yeah this is the 241st episode right i don't know i (laughs) clearly didn't change it in the doc and now i'm confused i can check our last episode was 239. Oh, so no, this is the 240th. Oh. Well, it's the 240th episode, y'all. <laughs> Let's not get this confused. Okay. Anywho. Um, yeah. So we have a Patreon that we wanted to remind people about. Um, that's where we make bonus content at patreon.com slash talk direction that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash talk direction so even though we're only recording twice a month we have a whole bunch of bonus mini episodes and by mini episodes i mean they're a half hour long and they come out four times a month and usually they're longer than a half hour (laughs) so (laughs) if you are in need of some more talk direction or something to do during the quarantine, during the holidays, when a lot of people aren't visiting family, and it's kind of going to be a really weird-looking end of the year, um, you can go check out our Patreon, and there's a backlog of years and years of video content and everything over there um, on Talk Direction Down Low, or TDDL, which is our mini-podcast episodes. We are going to be talking about... um, a number of things this time. We're doing a fanfic book club where we go through a fanfiction and talk about it, dissect it like you would at a book club. We are uh, playing a little game called This or That, <laughs> and we're talking about some Louis news where he's doing an, a concert upcoming, and we are, what is the other thing that I planned? Humana, 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 let me scroll. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being so unhelpful to you this <laughs> Um, maybe that's it. Those are the things. Um, and then last week we talked about My Policeman, which is the movie Harry's potentially gonna be in. We talked about folklore, we talked about Zane's baby, we talked about the song Naughty List by Liam that came out. It's a Christmas song. We talked about Zane's better music video. So TDDL is also sort of just like a catch-all for all the news that we don't talk about on the main episode. So if you're interested in any of that, go check it out. And we love everyone's support over there. It is pretty damn great. Wow, I'm so out of breath. <laughs> my God, I'm like overheating right now. I need to take off one of my layers. <laughs> um, anywho, do you have anything to say? Recorded. 
Yeah, why don't you talk for a minute while I take off my sweatshirt? Okay. So yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded, and as I'm sure everyone else's lives are, our lives are very um, kind of all over the place at the moment because Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is here, but we're in COVID times. Um, So Caitlin is going home. She's at an Airbnb right now quarantining. Um, I'm not going home. I'm not going to be seeing my family um, because I just didn't want them to travel and I don't want to travel because we're not that close to each other. Um, So, yeah, it's a weird time. We're also post-election, which we might talk about a little bit later on in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot has happened since we recorded last. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) it really has it's been a stressful month like with Mm -hmm. the election that election Um, was so stressful and it's like I mean we might get into it more later but the I feel like the overwhelming feeling I had after like we got the the results or at least like the initial results was just like kind of I I felt like this sadness because of just this this kind of realization of like how much like trauma like collectively we've all been put through under yeah. Trump and how it's like one of those things where like when you're in a bad situation you can't really think about all the sadness that's happening because you have to focus because you're like trying to survive and you're trying to get mm-hmm. through it and then like once the situation is over not that the situation is over but you know when it feels like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel then you can like actually acknowledge like the sadness and like mm grief and stuff because you're not in that survival mode anymore and yeah. I think a lot of people were feeling that yeah it didn't feel like the relief that I Mm-mm. wanted it to feel like no it just was kind of like I don't know it was just kind of depressing still even though obviously yeah. I'm happy that Biden won I feel like but we wanted so it much... to be we wanted it to be by like a, a by, by miles you know we wanted it to be yeah. like a, a blue wave Right. And it and it really wasn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think who was that guy on CNN who said it was like we we have a victory but we wanted a moral victory and it's like a moral loss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For sure. I'm blanking out on his name, but he's great on CNN. Mm. Um yeah, so we will get into the election a little bit more and what's still left to do um in terms of flipping mm-hmm. the Senate and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we totally get if everyone else is sort of in this weird, messy headspace these days. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so the f- if, um, oh, sorry. Um, if anyone is like alone for the holidays and feeling sad, like feel free to just like talk to us or like message us. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, I think I'm going to Zoom with my family on like Thursday um but I'm not like doing much and same for Christmas I'm not really doing much so if anyone wants to like you know chat Mm -hmm. during the holidays feel free (laughs) it's just such a weird time I know there's a lot of people who are like alone yeah it's such a weird time yeah Yeah, and we're surely going to be putting out holiday themed episodes and stuff so Mm -hmm. hopefully that will be something nice yes um that we can do Yeah, I feel like when you're alone on really important days, like, I feel like it's so important to substitute whatever you usually do with something else that Mm -hmm. is different, that doesn't just make it a regular day, like something Mm -hmm. that's going to make it 
like even though it might not be what you want it to be something else that you have like a plan so that you can do something Um, yeah maybe other people don't feel that same way and it's easier just to act like it's a normal day but for me I personally like you know I've spent holidays alone or birthdays alone and I wanted to make sure that I was doing something that even if it wasn't what I really wanted it still made me feel a little bit better right um all right so moving into the episode uh niall performed at the royal albert hall and he did a live stream show to help raise money for the group called or like the organization that's been brought together because of covid called we need crew and that group supports musical crew members that have been out of work due to the pandemic and all the tours being canceled so everyone who works behind the scenes at a show setting up you know the lights and the stage and the instruments and all that type of tech stuff they're Mm -hmm. not working and (laughs) unlike artists who usually are super rich and can support themselves and it's not a big deal if their work they don't have work for a year um crew it's not like popular they're not not millionaires popular artists i would say yes so (laughs) to be clear popular artists um yeah i know there's uh big problems with people who are not like famous artists um having trouble paying things and then i know in the uk they're like well people shouldn't go into the arts or something and it was just like this big mess (laughs) it's like okay um Anywho, yeah, so they, Nia was raising money for this to help support his crew and other people who can't make money during this time. Um, so he performed a 14-song set list, and he brought out a special guest, Ash, to, like, to sing more of the story with, and she had quarantined for two weeks and then come... Uh, to perform with him at the Royal Albert Hall. And I gotta say, I've been to the Royal Albert Hall. It is stunning. Oh, wow, like, you've been there. Yeah, I saw the, um, like, London Orchestra or some orchestra there uh, play oh, live to cool. Harry Potter. Like, they played the movie on a screen, and instead of, like, the music of the movie, they had a live orchestra doing it, so it was really cool. Wow. Um, it's just such a gorgeous space. Um and yeah so he performed there and raised a lot of money lucia was saying there was 120,000 tickets sold which is amazing yeah. i think there were 20 bucks each so that's a ton of money raised mm-hmm. um yeah and it was such a beautiful performance i really really liked it um mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on it Oh, I loved it so much and also shout out to steph our listener and friend because I actually missed my live stream that I paid for and she had sent a recording of it. So I got to watch it even though I missed the time. And I don't know that I would have been able to watch it otherwise because it was being taken down on YouTube. Like people were posting it, but it was getting copyrighted right away. So shout out to Steph. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I had signed up for like the Pacific time live stream and then I just, I don't know what happened. It was like days before the election. I just, I couldn't get it together. Yeah. Um, but I watched it after the fact and I just thought it was so beautiful. Um, the, like the stage, the, just the venue itself and the way they did the shots 
um, was so beautiful, like the stage setup, and they did a lot of like overhead shots, um, and it was really just like visually very pleasing, and then also just like very emotional to see this huge, beautiful hall that was like empty, and then mm. seeing like Niall and his band like performing to these like empty seats, and then like knowing that there's like you know thousands of people like listening they're just not there it, just, it was very emotional on like many different levels yeah um like I think I've seen other live stream things but there was something about Niall being in an empty um venue that like really mm-hmm. made it hit home in a different way because it's not like it was yeah. just like a live stream from like a backstage area or like a live stream from a small stage like it was it was really like it really drove home like all these empty seats and just like where we are in our world right now yeah because it's like a circular sort of amphitheater style so mm-hmm. it really panned to the entire audience the whole time like if he was just on a stage with the camera facing the stage you wouldn't get that same feel you know mm-hmm. like exactly you could always see like all the seating around which was really nice yeah and then like you you even like the you know when he was talking and there was like this huge echo and you know it's silent because normally when you're at a, at a concert there's people screaming even when mm-hmm. the artist is talking and then like you know there's this like sadness of like you know oh my gosh this like empty venue but then yeah. also like this feeling of of like mo- almost like more intense connectedness like knowing that all these people are watching like from home yeah so, yeah, I just thought it was really beautiful. And also, I really like – I just feel like there was a lot of nice touches. And, like, one of the things that I really um, loved was the transition music he had, which I don't know what it was or if it was, like, written by him or if it was just, like, you know, they just randomly played mm-hmm. something. But there was once or twice um, there was, like, this spot of transition music. Um and it was just I I loved that like so much like I have that I like put that as a as a, like MP3 to just listen to because I just thought mm, it was so beautiful. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, I think it my, was towards the end. My listening was very disjointed too because I had right. paused it. I'd watch like the beginning of it and then I paused uh-huh. it to watch like the acceptance speeches from Biden and Harris. Right. And then that by the time those the were done, time. it kicked me off the live stream. Oh, no. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but then I watched it on YouTube. Luckily, I found someone who had posted it posted oh, it before good. it got taken down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved the um the very ending when he performed Flicker. And, oh my gosh! Yeah. Like it was just him playing guitar and singing, and his crew started like taking down all the staging and mm-hmm. instruments around him, and you get to see mm-hmm. sort of what crew actually does. Um, -hmm. which was really cool and it was honoring their work and then like they had all the crew all like lined up at the end Um, that was just so beautiful and what a perfect song to do that for honestly that was such a nice touch I really liked that Um, Uh. I also loved I know (laughs) we were saying before we were talking about moral of the story I really loved the song and I loved their um, the cover I mean, not the cover, the duet that they did with this mm-hmm. live. Um, it's amazing that she came all the way, quarantined for two weeks for this, like... For one song. <laughs> for one song, yeah. I know, I love that. 
Wow. There's a really cute um, video. It's like a behind the scenes video that I think is from Ash's social media channels. Um, but there's like a bunch of clips of her like rehearsing with Niall and it's so cute. And I, I just didn't feel watch like... it. I saw you sent it to me. Oh yeah, it's really cute. It's just them. It's like the, it's it's a like kind of like a montage of like her traveling and being mm. in London and stuff. But there's um, quite a bit of footage of them backstage, um, and it was really cute to see. And I just I feel like Niles just must be like the best person to collaborate with because yeah, I feel like everyone he collabs with, he just like has such an easy demeanor. Like it looks like he's best friend. Like everyone you see him collab with you're like oh is that Niall's best friend <laughs> right <laughs> he's just so he's so good in in those like yeah. social situations yeah no he totally is he's like feels so easygoing yeah I have a um, few notes you... about a few of the songs yeah go for it when you read those um so the first song he did was Dear Patience and I love this version so much. I know he's done this song before live. I honestly can't remember if it if, if it was like um, a like professional like planned live version or if it was just like an Instagram live version. But I, I know we've heard it live. But this version, I feel like I hadn't heard before. There was something like they did piano and it was like it definitely had a different feel than the album version. Um, and the the violin in this song just like really gets yeah. me. It's so beautiful. And it's just like that that sound and that melody. It feels like it's like playing like through your body. Like it's just it really <laughs> gets me. Um but I just love this song so much and it just like right away when I heard the song, I just was like thinking about how much Niall is like an artist that I love seeing live and how like seeing him live brings so much to his songs. Um and like what a bummer it is that we don't get to hear this album live this year, because yeah. um, I I like I definitely love I mean I, especially this album I really love this album, um, all like the studio versions of his songs. But he's just one of those artists that is like really elevated live. Like when I see him live, I'm just every song I'm like, oh my god, I love this is like so much better than like the studio version, even though I love yeah. the studio versions. Um. So, yeah, I thought Dear Patience was just really beautiful. And I also, like, forgot how dancey this album was because I hadn't listened to it in a while. Yes, um, it's such a dancey album. Right? Like, so heart, when Heartbreak Weather started, it just, like, immediately I wanted to, like, get up and dance. Yeah. Because it's just This such, would have been such a fun one in concert. Right? This album. Like, last album was so a lot fun. slower. This one was so, so dancey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, that's what I kept thinking the whole time was just like, oh my God, like this would have been the funnest concert because it would have, we'd have just been dancing the whole time. It would have just mm-hmm. been like such a jam. Um, and like everywhere, like when I, when he played everywhere, I just like, I, again, I wanted to just like get up and like just jump around in circles because it's just like yeah. such a dancey song. Um, and then another like big, like live version moment was in still um because when he sings still like the last chorus of still it goes into this like full band like big band sound and it's just like such like a stadium song it's like the song that everyone would be like swaying to and like having their lighters like on that last chorus Mm -hmm. um and i was just like i really loved hearing that chorus like in in a in a, a hall 
Yeah. I keep wanting to say, like, stadium, but I know every venue is not a stadium. <laughs> no. <laughs> In a beautiful amphitheater. I mean, it's stunning. It's amazing. Yeah. I also forgot about the whistling in Still because I was just, like, oh, listening yeah. along. And then it, like, caught me by surprise. Yeah. And it was so sweet. Um, I still Still slash uh, Changes whistling remix together changes that cam song where the carrie whistles in it oh yes we do need that that would be good um yeah put a little love on me still is such a classic the violin and the live version i love so much um and then small talk might have been my favorite um of this performance because it's just like so groovy and so much it like it hit very different live that song mm. like it's obviously very groovy in the studio version but yeah. hearing him sing it live like you can really hear the grit in Niall's voice yeah um and you can hear like the grit and the electric guitar and I just like I was like I just so wish that I could be dancing to this song at a show <laughs> it was so good yeah that's such a fun song that would have been one of the best ones to dance it, to. yeah for sure I mean oh so good small talk and nice to meet you those would be my favorites yes um yeah and then the last note i had was i just i really enjoyed the fade from nice to meet you into slow hands um because they didn't stop nice to meet you and then start slow hands they like faded (laughs) in like with you know they like kept playing um -hmm. and like that's the kind of thing that like you get at a concert you know yeah um and i yeah i just thought that was really fun um but yeah, overall, I just thought it was really beautiful. I'm really glad he did it. And I I hope that we will get more of this kind of stuff until we can have real shows again. Yeah, same. Because now Louis doing it. Like, will Harry do mm-hmm. one of these? I don't know. I don't know either. I would hope he would. Like, this would be something Zane could do, too. Like, perform yeah. without performing. That's true. One of the things Niall said was that um, he 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 was like you know I was a little off in the beginning um, like the first few songs he sang mm-hmm. he was like a little a little out of out of tune um, yeah. and he was talking about how he felt actually more nervous singing to like an empty venue Aww. than like to an audience which Honestly, I kind of get that makes sense yeah because the energy is not there like when you're yeah. singing to an audience there's like so much energy. And then right. when you're doing a live stream, it's like way more people are watching you, and it's like it's recorded. recorded. Yeah, you you can't. It's no. There's no screaming over your voice. There's no people just yeah. like singing along. Singing to along. You. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> nope. Um, well, thanks for that detailed discussion, Lucia. Yeah. Um, if I seem like I'm only half here, it's because the Grammy nominations have started, and only I'm half? keeping one eye on. <laughs> The Grammy nominations happening in one long on this it, episode. Do, so I don't do they know not how long it will out? take. Right now, they've done like best rock album, best alternative music, best like some other. So they haven't done any of the categories Harry's been like oh. pr- put forward for. But you guys will hear our live reactions. I don't know how. Like I don't know if this is an hour long. It started at twelve, but <laughs> I am. This is exciting, y'all. Um, okay it's so it's weird that they don't just release it all at once that they're like releasing it slowly yeah it's because like it's a live stream so they have different people 
reading different like things oh so okay it's like a live stream thing where they have different guests who come on and read who's nominated for what i get it uh, but there's so many categories that don't even get aired on TV that also have to be read. And the big four categories, which are Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and new Best New Artist, come mm-hmm. at the very end of this live stream. But Harry's also nominated or like potentially up for nominations for things like, you know, pop solo performance, pop album, this and that. So that's somewhere in between. <laughs> so we have to keep an eye on what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so let us talk about Harry some more. Um, We're going to talk about the Vogue magazine. Uh, For anyone who lives under a rock, (laughs) uh, Harry was on the cover of the December Vogue. And he was the first man to ever be solo on the cover of a U.S. Vogue in all the time that Vogue's ever been a thing. Uh, Harry's the first, which is wild um he was interviewed by hamish bowles photographed by tyler mitchell who recently photographed alexandria ocasio cortez aoc um who is a house of representative in the u.s she's really awesome she's a big proponent of like the green new deal um and like a lot of social like democratic socialist ideas um Mm -hmm. You probably have seen her on Twitter uh, talking about things. But he, yeah, Tyler Mitchell photographed her recently. Um, And then Harry was styled by, I don't know why it says styled by Camila Nickerson. Maybe that means like the magazine was styled by Camila Nickerson because I think Harry was styled by um, Harry Lambert. Well, does it mean the, the photos? Like the photo arrangement? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe that's yeah. it. Like the, I don't know. Props and Anywho. And stuff. Yes. What are your first initial thoughts on this, Lucia? This, like, came out of the blue. Like, this was so, it like, did. what? <laughs> yeah, it really came out of the blue. Um, I love it so much. My favorite picture is the one of him in like the the multi-tiered gown can't get over it i just think it's such a beautiful picture you know it's it's everything it's the dress itself like harry's pose the lighting like how he's wearing it looks like royalty like yes he does he's just got this the pose is everything it really is hand on the hip chin tilted up like Mm -hmm. wind hitting his curls yeah, and then I love that um, Gemma was included. The photo of them is so cute. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's just a very stunning feature. Yeah. I love the photos that we got. It's like English countryside meets high fashion, <laughs> Gucci. Yeah. Like, so beautiful and that's kind of a theme we've seen from harry's shoots again when he does like gucci and he started with that english little chip and whatever shop Mm -hmm. um has a sort of similar taste to that um Mm -hmm. i love the color where he's like blowing up a balloon yes (laughs) Um, and he's got the gown on like with a a tailored suit jacket on top of it Mm -hmm. um so good uh 
I love the trampoline pics mm-hmm. where Harry's in a skirt and suit jacket, no top, and in the background there's like a draped like background for photo shoots, but it's like the sky. So it's kind yeah. of like tongue in cheek a bit, I think. Yeah. Like he's in he's in the <laughs> like he's got the real sky behind him, but then there's also this sheet sky situation uh-huh. going on. <laughs> Um, there's him posing with a bike in a lovely long checkered duster coat. I love this photo. So beautiful. The light is really working for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Gemma's dress. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty. The crisscrossing of her dress. I'm like, I need a place to wear this type of dress. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I ever go to things where I wear nice dresses? Like I've never <laughs> been to somewhere where I had to wear a nice dress. Really? Like, the only thing is, like, graduation, and I wouldn't wear a dress like this in graduation. You've never been to a wedding? I was at a wedding when I was, like, 11. Wow. But other than that, I haven't. Well, yeah, I guess COVID notwithstanding, there's, like, an age when I feel like people, like, you'll start going to weddings. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, but I'm like, do I have friends? And are any of my friends going to get married? Like, I have about about three friends. My siblings, maybe my brother, but my other two siblings are younger than me, and they're oh, not so true. big on marriage either. Like, yeah. <laughs> like who are my friends who are going to get married? I don't know. I don't yeah. have any friends. I, the only thing is, like, cousins, but they're also not yet, like, in serious relationships where they're going to get married right. anytime soon. So, yeah, I don't know. But maybe. I've got to start making, like, friends with people who will invite me to their weddings. Start getting some straight friends. Yeah, exactly. That's what I need. (laughs) I'm like, all my friends are queer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I have about three, so something, I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) Um, I would love to go to weddings. Um, Anywho, Gemma's dress is really cute. Um, we also have this picture of Harry. I this reminds me like he looks like a Viking to me. <laughs> He's like in a skirt. Yes. Sitting on I don't know what this is like a plow. I don't know. <laughs> <either. laughs> like a wooden pulley situation. I'm this not is sure. my other favorite photo. Oh, it's so good. And he's got this spiky belt, which is I think what makes me think it's very uh viking it's very like punk rock this photo yes punk rock yeah he's got his he's wore he wore his like own like little van white shoes with the pink laces in so many of the photos and he's Mm -hmm. got like the heel pushed down like he's just like thrown them on Mm -hmm. um and these little ripped up socks which i think are like a hundred dollars or something ridiculous for ripped up socks (laughs) um (laughs) we also have him in these beautiful bowed pants that were handmade for Harry so it's got all these personal personal details that relate to Harry um these pants are so cool they're high-waisted like orangey yellow pants it's got like a butterfly on it his parents years of birth his um godchildren's names there's poems on it it's just Mm -hmm. so pretty it's Mm hand-painted Um, we have another one where he's wearing, it looks kind of like a long kilt with a big chunky gold belt and mm-hmm. he's posing next to a bicycle. It's um, the same bike from the other photo with those mirrored wheels. Oh, oh, those are mirrored wheels. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't really realize that. 
Um, and then we have Harry in some trench coats. One's like a houndstooth-esque, large, drapey, oversized coat with a bodice of a, looks like a Greek statue type of thing mm-hmm. on the floor <laughs> and a granny curtain in the background. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another trench coat with lace and it sort of opened like the, like someone would wear like a, a, a like a gown, <laughs> like a women's gown where it's like open this is the, the decolletage. This is the most interesting one because it's very odd, the construction. It's got tulle, and it almost looks like underneath there's a fishnet um, Oh, yeah. And then it's, like, there's, like, dis- it's, like, disconnected. Like, it almost looks like it's two jackets, like, on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this one is very, very interesting. And I wonder if it was, I wonder if it is, like, a full piece or if it was, like, constructed, like, on harry's body to like look this way yeah i don't know i'm sure i've seen it uh, because i follow we wore harry wore what on instagram but i can't remember if they had a picture of like the runway look i want to say it might be one piece but i'm not sure yeah um i love the curl going on in his hair in all these pictures yes like it's the one beautiful roll (laughs) um (laughs) then we have uh the harris reed picture um and this is the gown that was designed by harris reed i think he did it in like a week or a couple days or something like wow. uh he didn't get much warning that he needed, he had like the chance to design <laughs> something for harry and vogue um and yeah so uh do you know if harris reed's pronouns are they them or he him i don't actually know I'm not sure. I I don't know. I think it might be they, them. Um, so, yeah, Harris designed this for Harry. And it's this, it's like a tailored suit, which is overlaid with a big hoop skirt with tulle on top and like a pink scarf thing also on top of that. And it's kind of like a deconstructed gown, I would say, with a suit underneath it. So I think Harris was playing very much with, like, gender and fashion and sort of mixing of masculinity and femininity because you have a tailored suit with a gown. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it is pretty cool. Uh, What do you think of this look? It's, like, so weird and i love it yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of it's like a full it. suit and it's like an oversized like baggy suit mm-hmm. at least the pants are and then this yeah. like this like structured gown piece it's very interesting yeah. but yeah, i i love very... the mo- i love the the like the silhouette like the movement of it mm-hmm. it's very cool yeah um do you have other thoughts on any of these pictures that we got um not nothing specific i just i think they're all very very cool and harry just continues to be um just confusingly attractive (laughs) oh it all makes sense to me i'm gonna be honest (laughs) this all makes a lot of sense to me (laughs) i mean this is everything anyone could ever ask in a man for Like, what? Like, if you're going to have a man, have this type of man. Like, wow. 
Okay. You're going to have um, a man. You better be wearing a dress. I, I know. Like, what? What? Why wouldn't you want this? Like, this is yeah. all the good things put into one. <laughs> okay. I have lots of feelings. Um, so, anywho, obviously, this brought a whole bunch of controversy because apparently Harry and dresses is something to talk about. Um, and this got tons of news coverage. It was on, it was like written about in like every freaking magazine. Tons of celebrities got involved having their word in. Politicians got involved having their word in on Harry wearing a dress. Um, like it was on the television. People were talking about it. So clearly Harry's now big enough where if he wears a dress, this goes uh, like viral. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs to talk about it. Um, so, sorry, I'm looking at best folk albums coming out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, like, really, like, I don't want to miss pop. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, everyone had their word. So, firstly, the first reaction before it got even more public was people saying, okay, like, this is amazing, but let's remember that Harry's not the first person to do this, you know, queer people, especially queer people of color, trans femmes have been doing, you know, mixing gender and fashion for so long and, you know, they receive hate for it. They get violence from it. They get murdered because of it. Like, let's keep that in mind and not just praise Harry while ignoring the fact that um, people who've been doing this forever, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, important issues there that we need to sort of examine. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the first thing. And then... (laughs) Uh, which is like totally (laughs) important and valid and no one's saying that this is harry's fault or that you know i don't think harry's saying that he's the first guy who ever did this or claiming that he's brand new he just is doing it and this is the reaction of the public that like if if people are saying oh my gosh harry's like doing this amazing thing in fashion it's like he isn't the first person to do this you know yeah, and it's it's um, like the overpraising that yes. people like Harry get from like the public of people being like, right, you know, oh, this is like revolutionary and like he's like a king and like you know all this this right. stuff, which like, not that you shouldn't praise him, but he gets like someone like him gets a lot more praise for doing the same thing as you know other people just because he is white <laughs> and cis. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, So that was the first side of it. And then you have the freaking conservatives jump in with their say on it. Um, And they're saying that this is, you know, like Harry's like killing masculinity. And this is disgusting that he's wearing a dress and he can't be a man and wear a dress and blah, 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 blah. So then you have this other side where people are so behind the times mm-hmm. where, like, this this seems like it's the end of masculinity to some people or something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're like, wait a second, we do, like, this is a huge moment on top, like, given everything, because there are people who are so backwards. Like, the fact that yeah. this has to be a huge moment, like, sucks, but, like, who knew <laughs> like I, I i think you get in your own little bubble about oh yeah mm-hmm. like you know gender and fashion or like i live in a space where that kind of all is very fluid mm-hmm. um but like there's so many people who don't have that same thought so it is a yeah. big deal for someone to be on the cover of vogue wearing you know a dress 
Um, it is. And yeah, and I think it's really important to note too that one of the dresses, i.e. Harris Reed, was designed by someone who's gender nonconforming. Yes. Um, I think if you're going to do something like this where oh best music video hold on hold on oh my gosh (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know if harry's was put up for this Mm. um brown skin girl life is good (gasps) adore you harry was nominated adore you (laughs) oh my god fudge harry was nominated for best music video guys for the grammys for adore you reactions yeah adore you oh my god (laughs) (gasps) okay Oh, this is so exciting. Wow. I mean, Harry's that music video Grammy is... nomination. That music video is, like, so good. It's next level. It is Grammy-worthy. Very much yeah. so. So much. Oh, that's wow. so exciting. Because it didn't get attention at the VMAs. Right. And, like, it totally should have because it's astounding. And, like, the effort that was put into that whole campaign is astounding. Right. And it brought Harry into, like, a new level of fame, as did Watermelon Sugar. But that music video wasn't as, like you know as a production it Mm -hmm. wasn't as big as adore you was like the whole campaign for that was amazing right oh my god so here's nominated wow i'm like overheating (laughs) okay we've got a lot of more cat this is a good this is a good start though because if he was nominated for a music video that means surely he's gonna be nominated for a whole bunch of other stuff surely what who else got what other music videos got nominated is there like a ton uh i think Beyonce I it's the screen's gone now so Uh, I don't want to go get off of this thing but there's like five usually in each category okay wow um so he could win this I hadn't really heard of the other ones it wasn't like I couldn't it wasn't like Taylor Swift it was like people I didn't necessarily know or I wasn't really paying attention Mm -hmm. oh my god wow (laughs) things are happening (laughs) um so what was I saying I think I was talking about Harris Reid yeah if you're going to yeah if you're gonna promote something where like you're stepping into sort of someone else's space like queer people trans people trans femme space then you should be promoting them as well at the same time and by including harris reed's design now i don't think harry was intentional about that because he wears harris reed's designs all the time and Mm -hmm. um his stylist harry lambert is i mean harris reed harry lambert and harry are all really good friends and i think Mm -hmm. Harris Reed really looks up to Harry Styles and Harry Lambert. And I don't know if you hear Harris Reed talk about the two of them, um, Harris calls them like they're the angels or something. So, yeah. oh my God, I'm like, I've got so much adrenaline in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I saying? So yeah, it's really important, even though I don't think this was intentional. If you are stepping into someone else's space and taking up room, you better be also bringing them into the limelight and so by promoting harris reed in a huge magazine vogue giving harris like promotion and attention and this and that like that's really important yeah and i think like too it's important to like understand the history of of what you're doing and just like the cultural like impact and it this kind of goes both ways because like i've talked about this before with harry where he has, um, because of his, like, particular status in, like, pop culture and, um, like, music, he has this ability to kind of move between different worlds. Like, he can be kind mm-hmm. of in the queer, in this, like, queer space, in this queer world. And then he can also, like, 
exist in like this very like heteronormative like straight world and he can kind of like move between those worlds which is like a huge privilege that most people do not have like most Mm -hmm. people who are like really well known by queer people and can experiment with like fashion in this like you know in this way um like can't then be like perceived by like a super straight heteronormative audience um like in a different way they're just seen as that person and so like um not that harry shouldn't be be doing that it's it's actually very cool but i hope that he is like kind of aware of that and i'd like to see a little bit more from him of like acknowledging that he has that privilege that he can like move between worlds and that there's like a little bit of a responsibility there Mm -hmm. and also just like harry doing this like being on the cover of vogue wearing a dress like yes he's getting a ton of backlash but he's fine he's gonna be fine but there's like there's people of color and trans people who like you know are are attacked for this kind of thing and killed you know like a a trans person queer person could be wearing a dress and someone could see that and get so angry that they kill that person for doing the same thing harry's doing so i think that's like an important thing for someone like harry to be aware of and to really like understand is that like and again not that he shouldn't be doing that it's it's actually good because you know he's stuff like that is making it more okay but also Mm -hmm. it's important to understand that like he can do that and be safe and and other people doing that could potentially like literally get them killed (laughs) yeah and also um the i heard um eugene lee yang talk about this and he is um a member of the try guys which are like um they do like youtube videos and they have a podcast but they talked about harry on their on their last podcast episode it was episode 86 um and eugene talked a lot about that and he's like a queer um person of color and so i would recommend listening to that too to kind of get his perspective and he's he's like a huge harry fan too so cool um do you want to read this thing so this was a really good commentary um by alok fade menon uh who is a gender non-conforming author performer speaker fashionista according to their bio um (laughs) and they took to instagram and sort of had commentary on the harry vogue cover and gave a really nuanced um uh, perspective which was uh, really informative so would you like to read this Lucia yes <clears throat> there is a word that I'm not familiar with simultaneity do you know what that means simultaneity like simultaneous yeah I guess it means like I'm holding like in at the same multiple time things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay Harry Styles is the first non-woman to appear solo on the cover of American Vogue, let alone wearing a dress. In one of the pics, he is outfitted by gender-fluid designer Harris Reed. A lot of people have been asking me what I think about it, and I'll say this. I am holding simultaneity and choosing abundance over scarcity. I am happy to see Harry be celebrated for openly flouting gendered... Oh. Am I happy to see Harry be celebrated for openly flouting gendered fashion norms? Yes. Do trans femmes of color receive praise for doing the same thing every day? No. Do I think this is a sign of progress of society's evolution away from binary gender? Yes. Do I think that white men should be upheld as the face of gender neutral fashion? No. It's a curious thing, this. 
holding space for joy while also insisting on a more expansive form of freedom. We can acknowledge we can both acknowledge this unprecedented moment while also remembering that it could only happen because of the resistance of trans femmes of color. We who for decades were imprisoned by cross-dressing legislation. Make no mistake, trans femmes of color started this and continue to face the backlash from it. Our aesthetics make it to the mainstream, but not our bodies. We are still dismissed as too much and too queer because we aren't palatable enough to whiteness and heteronormativity. Is that Harry's fault? No. It's the fault of systems of transmisogyny and racism. I want a world where everyone, regardless of their gender, can wear whatever they want. He is exercising that and giving permission for other people to do the same, and that makes me so happy. I can both celebrate that and be cautious about the politics of representation. I truly hope that more trans femmes of color will be given roses, covers, recognition. I hope that people will remember that what is manifest in a magazine does not necessarily materialize on a moving train. When it's you against transphobia with no one to defend you, I hope I can work with Harry and all people of all genders to de-gender fashion and create a world beyond the gender binary. So well said. Yeah, so well said. Literally made me tear up reading it. it (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so many good points. And if you don't follow them on instagram you should because Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of good um information if you're trying to learn more about stuff in a really um okay pop stuff pop stuff okay ooh, (laughs) best pop solo performance (laughs) yummy by justin bieber okay say so by doja cat Mm -hmm. everything i wanted billy eilish don't start now do a lipa watermelon sugar Oh my god, two so Grammy exciting. nominations. Okay, this wow. is gonna be all the pop stuff now, so we're gonna okay. have to <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need to take a pause on the episode for one minute. And okay, pop, best pop duo slash group performance. I don't think Harry was nominated for this. This is like yeah. BTS got nominated, Lady Gaga with Ariana Grande nominated. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't take long for them to go through a category, <laughs> so don't worry, we won't be here all day. Best traditional pop vocal album. Um, should I just keep reading everything that's happening? I don't know. Yeah, what we to might do. as well pause. So we okay, don't Blue keep... Umbrella, don't know that. True Love, A Celebration of Cole Porter, American Standard, Unfollow the Rules. Okay, I guess traditional pop vocal is different than anything mm. I listen to. I don't know these people my god this is so freaking okay best pop vocal album i think harry was put forward for this changes oh. justin bieber chromatica lady gaga future nostalgia dua lipa fine line harry styles wow folklore taylor swift wow fine line and folklore best contemporary instrumental album okay we don't know any of these so right now harry's nominated for pe- best pop album best music video and best pop song wow those aren't exactly what the titles are called but Three <laughs> that's nominations. so exciting yeah wow Whew, okay i don't know if there's any more in this category that he's put forward for um hmm. let me see best contemporary instrumental album no okay move on to the next one wait that said live at the royal albert hall i don't know who that was 
Okay, now we're on best reggae album. Okay, so I think that <laughs> that, that part might be over for now. But Harry's been nominated, I think, in every category so far that he was put forward for. So that's, that's so really exciting. exciting. I hope he's part of the big four at the end. Yeah. But even if not, like, this is so cool. I feel like he has to win um, music video because Adore You is yeah. just superb. I, I feel like um the last one the one that um say so was nominated for like doja cat should win that because say so is like that's too good yeah i think she'll probably be nominated for multiple yeah um yeah wow. and then i saw megan the, megan the stallion was also nominated for a number of stuff she she better um, win something yeah savage has been nominated a lot <laughs> yeah um wow okay so back back to it uh, <laughs> unless the big four come up next <laughs> i know but i think people like when our episodes are like this to yeah be honest. um this so, is yeah. also like the epitome of our podcast is us talking very seriously about like queer issues and then like screaming yes. about harry winning a nomination <laughs> A hundred percent it is. This is literally this little segment here. Really, truly a fine representation of us. Okay, so do you have anything else? Oh, I wanted to say also, um, freaking Brad Pitt was on the cover of Rolling Stone in 1999 wearing a dress, a whole bunch of dresses. So I don't know why people are so annoyed at this. Mm -hmm. Like, calm the freak down. Yeah, like pe- like not only have queer people been doing this forever, but like this is not the first like cis man to be wearing no. a dress on the cover of a freaking album. Like, God, chill out. It's really wild how how like extreme people's views on this are, and like seeing all of the conservative backlash against this cover and people being like, he can't be. He he's like. I don't want my man wearing a dress. Like, this isn't masculine. It's just, like, so backwards. I don't want my man not wearing a dress. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, it's just, like, I mean, gender is a construct, but fashion is definitely a construct. And a lot of fashion, like, people are just, these people are just not educated. They they literally just don't know what they're talking about. Like, if they knew anything about fashion, like, they would know that, Queer people have been pioneers of fashion since the beginning of time. And like, and like fashion has always been influenced by, by queer people, by trans people, by people of color. Like, you know, this isn't like a new thing. And also like fashion, like um, there's just so many things like, like for example, high heels were created for men originally. Like, the first high heels were worn by men. Like they weren't originally like a women's fashion item. And like, right, so like much- if you look back at like the like old like movies made about like the 1800s, 1700s, yeah, men are all wearing wigs and makeup and high heels. Like yeah. that's what was considered masculine. Right. Like, nothing is anything. Yeah, it's always changing. And like there was this really great um, TikTok I saw where they were replying to I don't remember if it was who it was but it was Candace Owen or Ben Shapiro talking about how like um it's like western culture that's like feminizing men and it's like western culture that like men are that men are like allowed to wear dresses now and then it was like this TikTok that like then just like 
uh, like showed like a ton of pictures of like different cultures around the world of like men wearing dresses like in different cultures. There you it's go. just yeah, it's so absurd that that's still like, something that people care about. Scotland, it's actually very manly and masculine to wear a kilt, and mm-hmm. that's a skirt. Like, that's yeah. a masculine thing. It's not mm-hmm. considered, like, girly. Like, so yeah. I... I just... And also, like, Harry's not your freaking husband, so no. shut up. It's like, then don't marry him. He <laughs> yeah. wouldn't want you anyway. If you're not attracted to him in a dress, that's okay. Right. <laughs> Plenty of other people are. <laughs> yeah. I loved all the tweets that were like, just say you're mad because you know you're never going to be able to get Harry Styles. Right. <laughs> Something that's like, uh, yup. Yeah. <sighs> Anywho. Or it was like, there was one that was like, we've all come to terms with the fact that we'll never get Harry yeah. Styles. Clearly yeah. you haven't. <laughs> right. Uh, so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you but guys also, have thoughts like, on this, it's let just, us know. Yeah, and it and it, it is it is important I think to 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 like step out of your bubble and like look at the the greater world sometimes because I mean obviously the election has shown <laughs> has shown us this but like this situation <clears throat> too because like <clears throat> Caitlin said earlier like I think when we first saw this you know our immediate kind of line of thinking was like wow this is so beautiful. Um, but like, oh, Harry's going to get so much like over praise because Mm -hmm. he's, you know, like, you know, he's, he's a a white man and like, you know. And that's how it started. Yeah. For the first day, it was like that. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that, it was like, all right. But then you see, and because, because you, because like I saw this and it it, it kind of feels like, okay, like this isn't like, this is really a really beautiful shoot, but it's like not that big of a deal. But mm-hmm. then you see all this backlash and then you realize, oh, like this actually is a really big deal still. Yeah. And and then when you kind of think about it more, it's like imagine like, you know, like kids or like younger people like seeing this like pop star who's like very loved and mm-hmm. and very like masculine um, yeah. wearing like this gown, you know, like that, that yeah. I'm sure is going to be really impactful for a lot of for a lot of sure. younger people seeing that yeah definitely i've already seen like parents talking about their like like young children their young boys especially who like like wearing dresses and get made fun Mm -hmm. of being like look harry's on vogue yeah like yeah um so let us know what you think about all this and yeah we'd love to do a feedback segment because i feel like this is a really important topic Mm -hmm. we're going to jump into sort of interview as I was planning this episode, like, I don't think there's that much that we learn that's new about Harry yeah. in this interview, um, which is very typical Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there are some talking points that we can talk about, even though we kind of know all of them already. <laughs> and I yeah. skipped a lot of them. But if there's anything else that uh, you want to bring up, Lucia, feel free. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll just go through these points. Uh, the first thing I wanted to say was why the heck did Harry think it was like a thing to bring the interviewer to like a cold pond to go swimming in? Like what what was that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to recreate adore you or something? Like what's yeah. going on? I don't know. In his head, he really must have thunk like thought this is it. This is where we're going. This is my idea here. This is how I want to do Vogue. <laughs> but. Yeah, they went swimming in a cold pond. <laughs> uh, Harry talked about 
Elaine de Baton, who's a philosopher, I guess, slash author. Um, Harry said, I love his writing. I just think he's brilliant. I saw him give a talk about the keys to happiness and how one of the keys is living among friends and how real friendship stems from being vulnerable with someone. Um, I feel like Harry talks about how important his friends are a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and sort of to go along with that, he talked about when he's been in quarantine, uh, how he ended up living with Mitch Rowland and Sarah Jones, uh, his mm-hmm. guitarist and drummer, respectively. Um, and he said <laughs> that they would put names in a hat and plan out the week. If you were Monday, you'd choose the movie, dinner, and the activity for a day. I like to make soups, and there was a big array of movies. We went all over the board, from Goodfellows to Clueless. Uh, he said that the, the experience has been a really good lesson in what makes me happy now. It's such a good example of living in the moment. I honestly just like being around my friends. That's been my biggest takeaway. Just being on my own the whole time, I would have been miserable. It really makes me kind of jealous that Harry has such close relationships with his friends. Honestly. I'm like, I'm like, I, well, what is this? And like, I don't just, have enough friends. Well, it's also just his lifestyle because like his life is music right now you can't perform he can do it where he can oh, be wherever the big he... the big categories happening <laughs> gotta stop <laughs> best new artist okay harry won't be in this one ingrid andres phoebe Brid- phoebe bridges chica noah cyrus wow Ooh, phoebe bridges d d smoke doja cat obs catra megan the stallion obs i bet one of those two will win okay album of the year here we go oh <sighs> wow Chilomombo, don't know that one. Black Pumas, don't know that. Everyday Life, don't know that. Coldplay. Jesse, Jacob something. Woman in Music, part three, Heim. Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa. Hollywood is Bleeding, Post Malone. Folklore, Taylor Swift. Um, Are you kidding me? Wow. Song of the Year. So Harry was not nominated for album of the year. That sucks. Sad. Black Parade, Beyonce, The Box. This is song of the year. Cardigan, Taylor Swift. Circles. God, this year's been so long. Don't Start Now. Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish. I Can't Breathe. If the World Was Ending. Damn it! <laughs> Record of the year. <laughs> Come on. Black Parade. How is that different Colors. from song? One's about songwriting. One's about, like, the whole thing, oh. I believe. Say So. Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish. Come on. Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa. Circles and Savage. Damn it! Wow. This year's been so long. Like, a lot of these songs I forgot were, like, this year. I know. Okay, so Harry wasn't nominated in any of the big categories, but he was okay. nominated in a whole bunch of the pop categories, so that's still really exciting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And Taylor Swift was nominated in the big categories. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so happy for Harold. <laughs> Me too. Um, his first, his first <laughs> Grammy nomination. Yeah. So exciting. That is exciting. I hope he wins one. I know. I would love for him to win one. I wish I wish Grammys would be in person this year. It's going to mm-hmm. suck that like the first time he's nominated, we don't get to see him like go to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And, like do a live speech. I don't know how they'll do it. 
I guess yeah. kind of how they did the was it the Emmys or the tone like they've done a whole bunch of ones mm-hmm. um sorry for interrupting what were you oh, saying that's okay I was just saying that like the reason that Harry could do this is because of his life like first of all he's rich second of all mm-hmm. he can't really work right now except if he's working he can do it from wherever like if we had that life we could be hanging out like if I didn't have to work yeah. I could like come to to the east coast and we could like rent a house together and just hang I know. out How fun you know what i mean like be? it's not that yeah. he has friends that he's able to do this it's that he's That's very true. rich <laughs> <laughs> if i was rich like him and i didn't need to work i would go hang I out know. with some friends somewhere for the yeah. quarantine and i would watch movies and play games yeah. <laughs> that is very true and i feel he's like, like describing have... a vacation <laughs> <laughs> yes i feel like there is a chance too to make really close friendships because you have so much extra time yeah like right now in my life I can't even meet any of my classmates because right of COVID I can't like be like oh hey classmates let's go like I'll get a house somewhere in the mountains yeah like whatever like I'm I'm in school I'm doing studying (laughs) like all day every day yeah I also think I'm not as good at making friends as Harry is (laughs) right you know um so yeah that was harry and his friends then he talks about meditation he says i mean we already know this but i just include this anyway (laughs) um he says it has changed my life but it's so subtle it helped me just be more present i feel like i'm able to enjoy the things that are happening right in front of me even if it's food or it's coffee or it's being with a friend or swim in a really cold pond (laughs) meditation just brings a stillness that has been really beneficial i think for my mental health good for harold Mm -hmm. he does seem like someone who like is really soaking in the moment all the time yeah i mean again i'll say (laughs) no just kidding (laughs) you're not gonna say no i was gonna say again if i was him i also would right (laughs) be very serene. You could be so present if you <laughs> yeah. didn't have to think about all the other stressful things I would just drink my coffee and think about my coffee and live in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Stare out at the countryside sipping my coffee. Yeah, knowing that I'm just like the hottest person on earth and I have millions of dollars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a good time. Um, <clears throat> Alright, about educating himself. This was sort of in regards to like, uh... 2020 being the year of white people realizing uh (laughs) things aren't good for everyone else in the world (laughs) okay so uh harry said i think it's a time for opening up and learning and listening i've been trying to read and educate myself so that in 20 years i'm still doing the right things and taking the right steps i believe in karma and i think it's just a time right now where we could use a little more kindness and empathy and patience with people be a little more prepared to listen and grow. So that's Harry's take. Mm-hmm. I hope he is educating himself in mm-hmm. the best of ways. And I, th- I hope we get payoff from it. Like mm-hmm. hiring, you know, people of color to be in his band or be on his tour or help him write songs. Yeah. Like that's the payoff I need to see. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on this? Shall I keep going? Keep going. Okay. Usually I'd have you read these, but the way I've I posted this into here is so rude for you to then have to sift through. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just do it because okay. I know kind of what I've done. Right. 
<laughs> like I did not put these quotes in nicely. I just chunked in parts of the article. Um, okay, so then as Gemma was there on the set, they asked her a couple questions. They also had like other little snippets from people like um, Alessandro Michelle from Gucci. He had like a couple lines. They had Olivia Wilde say a couple things about Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, Gemma say a couple things about Harry. Harry Lambert say a couple things about Harry. So they had like some other people filling out the interview as well um so Gemma said my love my mom loved to dress us up I always hated it and Harry was always quite into it she did some really elaborate paper mache outfits she made a giant mug and then painted an atlas on it and that was Harry's Harry being the world cup Harry also had a little Dalmatian dog outfit a hand-me-down from our closest family friends he would just spend an inordinate, inordinate amount of time wearing that outfit. But then mom dressed me up as Cruella DeVille. She was always looking for any opportunity. We have a picture of Harry in that dog outfit, by the by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry, on dressing up as a kid, said, As a kid, I definitely liked fancy dress, i.e. the British way of saying, like, wearing a costume. Um, I was really young, and I wore tights. For- oh, he, went, he was in a school play where he was cast as Barney, a church mouse. Also, if you look on YouTube, you can find Harry in that school play as like a seven-year-old. I was really young and I wore tights for that, he recalls. I remember it was crazy to me that I was wearing a pair of tights and that maybe, and that that was maybe where it all kicked off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Harry liked dressing up as a kiddo. And I think Mm -hmm. um, Harry's mom, Anne, did an interview with some British show uh, a couple days after this Vogue or a day after the Vogue interview came out. And she also talked about Harry liking to dress up as a kiddo. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, I included Harry talking about gender and clothing. He said, uh, talking about Harry Lambert, Harry said, he just has fun with clothing and that's kind of where I've gotten it from he doesn't take it too seriously which means I don't take it too seriously uh now I'm just going to kind of read (laughs) what it is written because this is hard to go in and out of quotes okay um the process has been evolutionary at his first meeting with Lambert the stylist proposed quote a pair of flares and and I was like flares that's effing crazy I wonder if that's the uh, <laughs> first thing we saw Harry wear, that floral white suit. I bet. Um, yeah. That, that five-year anniversary of that happened the other day. That was honestly what started Harry really being a fashion yeah. expert. Um, Styles remembers. Now he declares that, quote, you can never be overdressed. There's no such thing. The people that I look up to in music, Prince and David Bowie and Elvis and Freddie Mercury and Elton John... They're such showmen. As a kid, it was completely mind-blowing. Now I'll put on something that feels really flamboyant, and I don't feel crazy wearing it. I think if you get something that you feel amazing in, it's like a superhero outfit. Clothes are there to have fun with, and experiment with, and play with. What's really exciting is that all of these lines are just kind of crumbling away. When you take away... There's clothes for men and there's clothes for women. Once you remove any barriers, obviously you open up the arena in which you can play. I'll go in shops sometimes and I just find myself looking at the women's clothing, th- clothes thinking they're amazing. It's like anything. Anytime you, you're putting barriers up in your own life, you're just limiting yourself. There's so much joy to be had in playing with clothes. I've never really thought too much about what it means. It just becomes this extended part of creating something. 
So that's nice. I would love to walk in a store and see Harry trying on women's clothing just casually in a store. Mm-hmm. Like, he just goes to stores. Where are these photos? <laughs> I, w- I want to know. I know. Um, imagine bumping into Harry, like, in a vintage shop. I would die. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that little thing. Mm-hmm. Seems like Harry Lambert's had a big impact on Harry's style. It's amazing that, like, the fa- I, like I would love to know how they ended up finding each other. Yeah. Like how Harry Lambert ended up working with Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God he did. Like he's completely put Harry on the next level in terms of fashion. Yeah. Um. Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm-mm. Um. And then finally, we got sort of a behind-the-scenes little video of the Vogue shoot. Where you saw clips of Harry being photographed, jumping on a trampoline, hugging Gemma, um, and then overlaying on top of it was Harry playing cherry acoustically in the English fields. So and beautiful. there were horses in the background, and it was really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like that version? Uh, I loved it so much. I have I put it I put it on an MP3 so that I could listen to oh. it. Cherry is my nice. favorite song from that yeah. from his album, and honestly, it's probably gonna end up up there as like just one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, it just I really, really love it. So I was thrilled to yeah. get an acoustic version, and this one was really beautiful. It wasn't long enough; it wasn't even the full song. It was like half the song. No, <laughs> um, but I'm still grateful. And it was pitched up quite a bit. It was like in a much mm-hmm. higher key, um, which I think suited him just singing it with his own voice because the studio version is um full of a lot of harmonies Mm. um and so i think when he sang on his own like that was a good move to pitch it up but Mm -hmm. also because it was higher um like the guitar was higher and almost had like that like kind of like ukulele sound because it was so high yeah um but yeah it was just so beautiful yeah it was really lovely and I like the little clip we got, mm-hmm. the little behind the scenes. I wonder if we'll ever get a 73 questions with Harry. <laughs> I can't imagine he would ever let us in his house. I know. So Vogue usually does with like their cover stars. They do tours around either people's real houses or wherever they're staying or, you know, like sometimes they pick random places to go. Um, oh, and they? And ask them 73. Yeah. Oh, okay. I it's thought not it always only... their actual homes. Oh. Um, but they do 73 questions and it's like a continuous video and they're sometimes funny questions mostly funny questions um Ugh. and we were wondering if we'd ever get a harry <laughs> version imagine of this if we ever got if we ever got that can you just imagine like yeah. harry just like casually walking with the camera following him just like answering no. questions oh i would love this that would be amazing it'd be so cool yeah um i think it was martha who said more like Harry dodges 73 questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, that is very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is our Harry Vogue episode. Do you have other things to add? I'm sure I missed stuff, but, yeah. you know, feel free to write in. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add now. Cool. So for our Black Lives Matter segment this week... We wanted to talk a little bit about the Georgia runoff election that is happening. 
So uh, for those who don't know what this is, um, in the state of Georgia, there are two Senate seats that are up for election. And they're very important Senate seats because currently the Senate is favored to the Republican side. So anytime Biden will try to get something passed um, in our government, the Senate, who's run by Mitch McConnell, who's a complete asshole, Mm -hmm. uh, will block it so that we make no progress. And that was one of the big problems in Obama's presidency. Um, We didn't have, the Democrats weren't in control of the Senate, i.e. there wasn't a majority of Democrats. So anytime something was voted on in the Senate, the Republicans blocked it from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So the same thing might end up happening if Democrats do not win these two seats in Georgia. Because if they do win the two seats in Georgia, the Senate will be tied. So there'll be 50% Democrats in the Senate and 50% Republicans. And when there's a tie in the Senate, the person who breaks the tie is the vice president, uh, who is a Democrat, because that will be Harris. Mm -hmm. So we want that, because likelihood is uh, Harris will side with the Democrats and will be able to get things passed. Um, And the reason that in the past election that just occurred, no one was chosen for both of these seats is because neither of the Senate seats, I believe one of them had already happened where this was a problem, but Mm -hmm. in Georgia, you need to, if you have two people running or multiple people running for a Senate seat, they have to make it over the 50% line. So if you don't get more than, if you don't get at least 50% of the vote, then you have to go into a runoff election. So, So say... This time, if someone got 49% of the vote and someone else got 30% of the vote, the person with 49% of the vote won't just take the win because specifically in Georgia, and Maine does this as well, um, like Maine does this, has this thing as well, Mm -hmm. you can't win with less than 50% of the vote. And that's a good thing because, um, actually, I think, I don't know historically what it does, but in this case, (laughs) it's a good thing because... um, uh, that means if there was people who voted third party, mm-hmm. like for a third party person, um, they can now re-vote and potentially vote for someone else, which will push a different candidate over the 50% line. So the third party candidate who maybe got like 3% of the vote will no longer be in the running. And it'll just be the two people with the biggest percentage of the vote. Mm-hmm. So that is happening for two Senate seats in Georgia. And we want to vote for John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock. These are the two Democratic candidates um, that are potentially going to take seats in the Senate. Uh, John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock are progressives. Um, I know John Ossoff supports like the Green New Deal. So he's, I don't know so much about Reverend Raphael Warnock, but these are the two Democratic candidates um and the vote will be happening on january 5th Mm -hmm. so if you are from georgia you can uh apply for a mail-in ballot again you can go vote on election day or election the runoff election day january 5th um if you didn't register to vote yet you can register to vote even if you didn't vote in the uh, like presidential election you can still register to vote and vote in the january election And Mm -hmm. if you are 17 and turning 18 by January 5th, 
if you will be 18 by January 5th, you can register to vote and vote in that election. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I hope that explains it a little bit more. Um, It's super, a super, super important race. And if you're not from Georgia, you can do phone calls. You can do um, writing postcards to like people, Georgia residents, residents. Um, there's a lot of organizations if you just Google how to help with the Georgia runoff elections that you'll find. Um, I think Vote Save America is doing some stuff. There's not, like multiple different organizations that you can mm-hmm. be involved in helping this Senate race, even if you're not a Georgia resident. Yeah. Whew. Okay. <clears throat> I'm out of breath. <laughs> Thank um, you for all of that. Like, I... I appreciate it because I definitely You're didn't know all of how to explain all of that. So, yeah, I hope I made somewhat sense. It's kind of hard to explain the fifty percent yeah. rule. Like, I'm not sure I found the best words, but hopefully, I think you across. did. Okay, cool. Um, Lucia, do you have a recommendation for today? I do. Um, given that it is the week of Thanksgiving, um, I wanted to recommend an app called Native Land. Um, <clears throat> and what it is, is it's a map. Um, and this is, again, specifically for um, the um, the U.S. And, and Canada. I think it actually maybe goes to South America, too. And actually, maybe it is a world map. I'm not really sure, but um, I know that it works um, if you're in America. Basically, what it is, is... It is a map that will show you what native land you are on. Um, So you can click any location on the map and it'll show the territory boundaries and then it'll show you what tribes those territories, um, you know, belonged to. Um, So, for example, in Portland, um, we're on Cowlitz and Clackamas um, land. And I think especially if you're living in America, it's really important to know what indigenous land you're on um and especially this week when people celebrate a holiday that is um you know really a holiday that we shouldn't be celebrating (laughs) thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and this is a good year to reflect on that because um, a lot of people aren't able to celebrate it because they can't be with family so this is a good year to kind of reflect on like you know should we be celebrating this holiday um find out what what native land you're on and then find out a way to um, financially support um, those tribes. So when I lived in Oakland, um, they had a um, like a land tax um, organization that you could set up um, like a yearly you know payment to, and they would calculate your land tax based on like where you're living and how much you're paying rent and all of that. I haven't found that for Portland yet, but that's what I'm going to be doing this week um, is figuring out where I can. Um, like send money to um, for land tax because it's important that um, not only we like educate ourselves um, on like indigenous people and um, like the origins of our country, but also that we like actively work to, um, you know, fix things and make things better. And a good place to start is land tax. So that is my recommendation. The app is called Native Land. It's really easy. You can just get the app and then it'll show you. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds really helpful and really easy that it's all set up for you to do. Yes. 
Um, I have a couple recommendations today. My biggest one is the album uh, Manga by Myra Andrade, who is a Cape Verdean singer. singer. Mm. Um, so it's not in English. It's in her native langle from native language (laughs) (laughs) i'm like on the wikipedia trying to see it's cape verdean criollo language wow so that yeah she records in uh lisbon portugal cool um yeah i heard um florence who's in don't worry darling she likes to do a lot of dancing on her instagram stories Mm -hmm. and she was playing this song and singing to it and i was like wow that's a really fun song so then i looked up this album and i've been listening to the album and i haven't listened to a lot of albums that are in different languages yeah and this album is just so fun she uses like different like she uses her mouth in interesting ways like there's a lot Mm. of like and like fun things like mm-hmm. it's so spunky the whole album like wow. i just i love it um so i recommend that and then other albums that have come out that are good are love goes by sam smith their album is killer love it oh uh billy i is what? i heard yesterday um sam smith's christmas song is that on that I album heard the, it. the lighthouse no. keeper no i haven't heard it oh my god it made me sob it's so good and so beautiful i'm gonna have to get it wow i think it's yeah it's it's not like it doesn't it's not obviously a christmas song but it's like kind of a christmas song i think interesting yeah it's stunning wow um and then Billie eilish has a song therefore i am which i really like ariana grande's album also came out which has some fun songs on it um Miley Cyrus has had some new songs come out and her album's coming out this Friday, I believe. Also Little so, Mix's album came out like yes, two weeks, Little Mix's two album came out and it is so yeah. good. So many pop songs on there that mm-hmm. are fun jams. So lots of good music. Um let us know what you guys want to hear on the show. What did you think of Niall's performance at the Royal Albert Hall and Harry's Vogue magazine color cover? Um yeah, let us know. Also, you can go leave us a review. I was looking at our reviews the other day, and we don't have that many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of them are from, like, multiple years ago. But we've had, like, two or three recently. Wait, really? They're all kind of, not that recently, but maybe, like, within the past year or oh. so. Like, there was one, I would not recommend going and reading them. Oh, though. no, they're are they really mean? mean? Yeah, they're mean. Um, what do they say? It made me sad. One was like, <laughs> one one was like something about like how over quarantine our episodes have been so boring or something. Oh. And then another one was like, this podcast used to be good, but clearly <gasps> they don't really care about like One Direction anymore. They really only like Harry, and they're oh. like the episodes used to be fun, but they're just kind of boring now. And I'm just like, wow, wow. this is hurtful. That's sad. Um, you guys, if you like us, go leave us reviews, please yeah it's super easy like you can just do it on the podcast app like the iphone podcast app um but i was like wow i just have to ignore these sad comments because i mean like i'm sorry that we haven't been like having the best episodes during a pandemic like we've we've really been trying 
Um, yeah. Like, there's... I know that's just, like, some rando person, like, Right. Know. Oh, anywho, plus you have to like leave yourself open if you're gonna put out a podcast. Yeah, but and it is true that like, well, we are like that's why we call the podcast One Direction and Harry Styles because we want to make it I clear know. to people like, hey, we do have a bias. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they were just kind of sad. So that's if you sad. do still like the podcast, leave us a nice review. I would love that. Um, yes. Thank you for listening to episode 240 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can go to our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And then if you'd like some more content, i.e. our mini podcast episodes, Talk Direction down low, you can go to patreon.com slash talk direction. And t- today we will be talking about a fanfic book club. We're also talking about Louis's upcoming live stream performance that he's doing to raise money for five different um, organizations. And we're playing a game called This or That, which Lucia doesn't know what it is. So if you're interested in that, go check out our Patreon. You can also subscribe to this podcast. And as we said before, leave us a fun review. And if you don't like the podcast, you don't have to leave us a review. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 241. Bye. Bye.